Film Pigs Podcast. We're not on Geek Nation. They don't give a F about us. <laughs> I mean, they do, you know, on our regular web show, but this is our podcast. We, we, we have a lot of, we're like Scientology. We have a lot of branches. Uh, they're yeah, all, they're all the, yeah, they're all shell corporations. There's the, there's the pig org. Yeah, there's, uh, there's, yeah, you have to sign a billion uh, year contract. Um, I love the pig I org. I actually parked in front of the giant blue Scientology building today and I was very, very concerned. It's, it's funny. The, For uh, your the, car or yourself? Did you, you think they were going to, like grab you no, and bring no. you in. Well, and I, force and you so I walked. Give you a personality. I test. parked on Sunset in front of the Blue Building, and then I walked all the way down L. Ron Hubbard Boulevard, which they make you think is kind of their own private boulevard, but it's not. Half of it has just like shitty apartments on it, but they've like they've torn up the concrete and put all bricks in it, so you're going down this weird brick road, which they then they cut it off a lot and put parties. Like they'll they'll do that, and probably with no like. Supervision. They have like street fairs or whatever. Yeah, yeah just like whenever that. they feel like it. Yeah, pretty. Much. And it's a public road. Yeah, well, and they have and they have security guards. They have like they have like dicks on mountain bikes wearing security t-shirts biking around that huge block trying to like intimidate people. Really? Yeah, it's really strange. It's a very. very I odd. assume everyone here has seen Going Clear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've yeah. read the book. Yeah, I read the book too. Uh, but anyway, this is the the podcast about movies. The only one that's on the internet. Um, we've looked. We we have a Google alert for movie podcasts. Yeah, it's, it's so far never, nothing. Never gotten yeah. a hit. Never no, gotten a hit. No, no alerts. Um, <laughs> huh. So as far as we know, we're the only one about movies. Uh, we've been doing it for about ten years now, probably. Really? Well, if you include like our our um, our alternate DVD commentaries. Oh, then the last. Yeah, one of those was for After Earth, which you can listen to now. We, which yeah. you should. Yeah. yeah. Speaking yeah. of Scientology. Yeah. Speaking which of that. And we've been doing those for, oh, I would say at least 10 years. Yeah, that's true. More, God so. yeah, damn. It's time a long, We've been doing this for a long time for no return. <laughs> Zero return. <laughs> There's yeah. no. Well, I consider the love, love we get from uh, strangers. From on the internet LAX to be that's true. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That's nice. LAX guy. Is that a person? Yeah, he has a podcast now too. Oh, yeah. Where he, but he's not, he not talks airport. about podcast. Airport. I think he he re- it's referencing lacrosse, isn't it? It's not. Yeah, it's lacrosse. Reference. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> that would be weird. A guy who just really loves Los Angeles <laughs> International Airport. LAX. Yeah, <laughs> one of one of the ten worst airports yeah. in the world. That would according be cause, to a recent cause for alarm yeah. if that was an actual person. Uh, so uh, now we're gonna dive right in. Uh, um, uh, producer, are you ready to, to go for the next music cue? Yeah, just let me know when you want it. <laughs> All right, that's our producer in the other room. Uh, this segment is called Movie News. This is where we send out our crack team. It's a well-oiled machine. It is. It's, it's, it's oiled. Uh, we send our, 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 our crack team of, of, of Hollywood insiders and reporters out to scour the town. They, they go to the hot spots and... And, and, and try to listen in on conversations. They, they wiretap. They're up to all sorts of outrageous shit. Um, highly illegal. Uh, uh, we have a, a lot of money uh, invested in their, their constant, constant defense um, of get, getting them out of jail and whatnot. Uh, and, uh, but they've brought us, you know, but, but there's a return in that, in that they bring us amazing underground movie news every month. Every month, and it is um, amazing. Yeah. So, so Skelton, what is our, our our crack team brought you? My crack team of illegal uh, information gatherers uh, reports that we got from a Home Depot. <laughs> yeah, <that laughs> reports reports that uh, big megastar and new Batman Ben Affleck has requested his slave owner ancestry be censored from PBS's Finding Your Roots. Now I read this. Explain. Why? Uh, it says the hacked Sony emails reveal that actor-director... Oh, this um, is from the email. Yeah, oh. Ben Affleck requested that his slave owner ancestor be removed from his family tree on the PBS program Finding Your Roots, which is this uh, uh, PBS show where they put celebrities and, hey, we, we trace your ancestry and find out fun stuff about you. Now, was it an email? It, this, this was in the WikiLeaks emails. This was, no, was, this it was determined. E- was it like in his words? Um, yeah, it was. Uh, uh, well, uh, in the words of here was it uh, uh, the p- program's host uh, Henry Henry Louis Gates Jr. emailed Sony chief Michael Linton asking his advice on the actor's request, and so now I'm quoting uh, Gates. Uh. For the first time, one of our guests has asked us to edit out something about one of his ancestors, <laughs> the fact that he owned slaves. <laughs> And and this and is Gates something is black, I believe. Yeah, but this is also there's there've been other like celebrities that that haven't that have had slave ancestry because yeah. of course yeah. yeah and who like haven't 
then he's the first guy in a million actually... years would I never try to whitewash that no yeah. pun intended yeah yeah and, like, oh wow that happened that's crazy yeah and uh and the oh. sony chief replied i'd take it out if no one knows but if it gets out that you're editing the material based on this kind of sensitivity then it gets tricky all things again all things being equal <laughs> i would definitely take it out uh, <laughs> what a puss <laughs> yeah oh boy so oh, that's our that's our new batman boy. everybody yeah he's oh, sl- slave owning batman <laughs> Uh, Todd, your crack team has uncovered what? Oh, this is uh, exciting news, you guys. Uh, both uh, Bill Pullman and Judd Hirsch. Well, Bill Pullman yeah. is always the beginning of deeply... Wow, oh, that was yeah, I saved that beer. That, that was, was almost well, we that put, was that, put that yeah. away from Put, the, put that away the where his spazzing no, it's, out it's can't... It's fine, it's fine. Oh, my God. All right. I, this, oh God. Do you want me to finish you're, you're this? Just gonna be no, like, I just have a white carpet yeah, and Todd is refusing to move his Guinness He's going to be on... Hooks uh, for the whole rest of this episode. Um, mm, mm. Oh, now Todd's balancing the bottle on his head. Uh, so uh, Bill, Pullman, dro- oh, Bill Pullman, Bill Pullman, so and Judd Hirsch. <laughs> <laughs> We're off to a good start, you guys. Uh, they'll both be reprising their roles. You say in, Judd Hirsch. Judd Hirsch mm-hmm. will. Uh, they'll both be reprising their roles in Independence Day, two. How, that's pretty much – they're getting the entire cast except for Will Smith at this point. Well, there's no word on uh, on uh, Randy Quaid. <laughs> uh, Just in general. Well, in general. Like, and also no, – No one knows where yeah. he is, if he's alive. Yeah, he's, and his he, character his kamikaze to – yeah, a spaceship. He, yeah, he's okay. eating out his wife while wearing a um, – a mask of Rupert Murdoch. Have you seen that? <laughs> no. Yeah, he released these weird videos. And just, he's eating out Evie, Evie or whatever her name is while wearing a Rudolph Murdo- uh, Murdoch mask. Is she enjoying well, herself? She's like, kind like... Well, they're both they crazy, seem like they're so having they a good seem, time. yeah, they're... They oh. seem like they're having a good time. Oh, okay. At, at least he's still alive. It's really disturbing. He's fat and bearded and wearing a Rupert Murdoch mask that he just made by, like, printing out a photo of Rupert Murdoch. And- <laughs> <laughs> so does this tip the scales for you guys? Are you going to see Independence Day 2 knowing that Bill Pullman and Judd Hirsch will both be Well, basically, be back? The, the words exciting news and <laughs> Bill Pullman and Judd Hirsch have never been put together. In <laughs> really, I think since After Earth, we're just in a countdown phase and until Will Smith gives up and tries to join the cast himself. Right. What about Goldblum though? Why wouldn't Goldblum? Gold... I thought Goldblum was in already. I don't know. I, I think know. he's. Goldblum's I think he's in. About no. Pullman yeah. and Hirsch. Goldblum says yes. Okay. <laughs> and he wants to watch you poo. All right. Well, that was a good. That was a. Uh, that was good. Uh, good crack news. My crack news is um, after issues with uh, the band, um, uh, a deal is back on with the remaining members of the band Queen for Sasha Baron Cohen to star in a biopic about Freddie Mercury's life. Oh boy. Which I I actually really like. I think it's amazingly perfect casting. I can't imagine anyone I guess, else yeah, I mean, playing him. He looks like except for the extreme overbite. Um, he looks very, very much like Freddie Mercury. And he was a fascinating dude, I think. So I, I sure. kind of... And Sacha Baron Cohen is talented, I guess. And um, I'm not really into his like his comedy, but... but uh, You it, didn't like the Ali G show? I, did, I mean, I did. I liked I liked Borat, but then, you know, everything he's done since is The shit kind of Which is then. the dictator in the Bruno movie, The dictator right? in the Bruno yeah. movie. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they both didn't work. Like, well, just, I haven't seen that, but they just n- neither interest me at all. Yeah. Um, but I do. I do wonder if he's got if he's got the chops to do, uh, you know, more uh, more real real I, based yeah, character. I think he did. Like so. I, he was he was um, it wasn't like super serious, but he was pretty good in Hugo, and I, I think he's mm. a yeah he was good yeah. in Hugo. I think he's a, a talented guy, so I'd be interested in seeing that. Um, and that was movie news. Wow. Take a black one to move me. Well, Steve Skelton would also take a black one to move me. But uh, yeah, really we're, we're actually going to talk about a different kind of movies other than black movies. Oh, what? Yeah. There are is, others? Well, yeah. Yeah, there are a couple. I mean, they don't move me, but... Um, but they're there. But they're there. And that those are foreign language films. Oh. Oh, interesting. Yeah, we're going to talk about foreign films, you guys. Um, um, people don't really think about foreign films that much. Um, it, if you're listening to this outside of the United States... We mean, it may not be a foreign film for you, right? right. This, just like, in, if in, anything, in, then this would be a foreign podcast. This is a foreign podcast. It's like in yeah. China, you just call Chinese food food. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. You just call fortune cookies cookies. <laughs> That's not that true. doesn't make any doesn't sense. Make any sense. But anyway, <laughs> so I, I thought just to get a little overview, we would talk about um, um, 
because it's 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 sort of hand in in well the all that really matters is box office because foreign films are foreign. They're just films. And yeah. we're not going to talk about trends in world movies, but we're going to talk about uh, foreign language films in America. And that is about viewership and thus box office. So um, I'm just going to really quickly run down the list of, of um, the top uh, grossing foreign films in America. Uh, is this of all time? Or? Yeah. Number one is Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Ah, yes. oh, I like that. They made like 130 million just to give, tell you where Didn't they make a from. sequel to that? They're still. They're, I think they're, in, they're it's a Netflix, it, yeah. straight to Netflix. Oh, yeah. okay. Or does it? Oh, did it go? Is it there already? It's being bought. It's, being... it's, it's their first like big movie. It was okay. their first big. But they, like, it's been shot made though. Bow. I think it's being made right or now. Or being made. Okay. Um, and then Life is Beautiful. Right. Oh wow. Um, yeah. With the funny uh, Holocaust. Yeah. Uh, then a, then, show. then a, a very bizarre entry into the list: a movie called Hero. Which uh, uh, was um, Jet Li, Jet Li, Jet Li, the, yeah. Jet Li sure. movie. I thought that was strange that that was number three of all time. Then even more bizarre, a movie, a, movie, a 2013 feature called Instructions Not Included. Have you I heard about this? No, I've, I've I don't heard know of that. that, but I haven't seen it. That's yeah, the fourth it, highest grossing. Yeah, a man who has made a life for himself and the daughter left on his doorstep six years ago finds his family threatened when the birth mother resurfaces. Um, now this is a, uh, a a movie from Mexico. And I guess it, it it made a lot of movie in the U S money in the U S with uh, Mexican um, uh, foreign nationals. Oh, or whatever you call it. oh okay. Forty four okay. million dollars. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Thirteen. There's always a, a Spanish language movie playing at the multiplex in Winnetka. There's always yeah. one. In yeah. There. I mean, there's a lot. So anyway, so it was big big comedy in Mexico and and did did really well here and it completely went under our gringo radar. Um, Pan's Labyrinth is next. Of course. Oh, yeah. yeah. 2006. Uh, Amelie. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, a movie called Fearless. Another, another. Um, I think it was an Asian sword Oh, movie. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, I, think, I know that. I uh, Il Postino, colon, The Postman. Right. Yeah, sure. I remember that thing. Um, uh, Como Agua para Chocolate. Oh, I don't know. Wait, is that just Chocolate? Uh, like with a longer title? I don't That sounds weird. I don't know. No, it's uh, a Mexican movie. Oh, yeah, Like Water for Chocolate. Remember that? Oh, like yeah. Oh, right, right. Oh, okay. Um, uh, uh, Kung Fu Hustle. Yeah. Uh, the uh-huh. Birdcage. Oh, uh, yeah, the original. The La Cajo Folu. Yeah, uh, no, it's actually it's actually a, I, I believe it's a French, um, it's the, yeah, that's a mistake. It's <laughs> it's written as the Birdcage in uh, in in uh, in '96, but La Cosa Fo is from like the '80s. So this, yeah, this and incorrect. the Birdcage is not this a, American. This is, is yeah, incorrect. Uh, Kung Fu Hustle, uh, Motorcycle Diaries, Iron Monkey, yeah. also. Generally. I like Iron Monkey. That was a Quentin Tarantino presents joint yeah. over yeah. here. Uh, Monsoon Wedding. Itu mama tambien of Volver. I believe that's Pedro Almodovar. Oh yeah, is that with? Probably. Yeah. Penelope Cruz. I don't know. I'm guessing. Under the same moon. I don't know what that is. Cinema Paradiso. The Protector. Das Boot. The Protector. That's the. That's the Tony Jaa. Tony Jaa. The Lives of Others. Brotherhood of the Wolves, etc. Down to the the Intouchables, which is a French comedy. That I actually saw. I saw Brotherhood of the I Wolves. I saw Brotherhood of the Wolves. Yeah, I didn't uh, like that movie. Intouchables is the 25th, and, and just to give you so where we are down to in, in movies, uh, it, it, it grossed $13 million in America, and it's being remade with Colin Firth, I believe. Um, great. great. I just saw Colin Firth in Kingsman, The yeah, Secret Service. Yeah. Well, was it's that a my favorite, film? no, but it's my All favorite right, movie well, so not, far this year. Well, it's count. mostly that's, British guys. Yeah, it, they're British guy. It is foreign. They're it British. Really has nothing to do with what we're talking about. <laughs> they're British. Uh, so um, British, Mark so, Strong. So again, so what what matters a lot aside from niche movies and niche like um, uh, these movies, these comedies uh, that are popular in Mexico and and that directed straight towards uh, Mexicans living in in the U.S. are the Oscars um, and the foreign language Oscar was. First started in 1956. They had given out uh, Oscars before, like special Oscars to foreign movies. This is the first one. It was a category every year. Mm-hmm. I see. Um, what when it was just special? Were they just like giving like an honorary mention? No, it was it? like it was like in t- like uh, in the 40s. I think for like six years they did have a foreign Oscar. Then it went away in 53, and then it sort of. Um, I, I'm not sure exactly why. Maybe it had something to do with the war, but. Um, uh, since then, fifty-five have gone to Europe, European films, six to Asian films, three to African films, and three to films from um, the Americas, which I guess means 
uh, South America, South America, and, and Central America, yeah, and, and Canada, probably Mexico. Yeah, Canada, Mexico is probably counts as that. Yeah, Canada. Yeah, I, I guess there could be a Quebecois uh, film. Um, but the, the, the sort of big news I uncovered in looking at foreign films is not really news because it, it sort of it feels in the ether. Is that the uh, U.S. box office for the top five foreign language films? has declined by 61% in the last seven years. Can I ask a question about this top grossing? I thought like one of the big claims of Crocodile Dundee is because it was at the time is because it was actually an Australian produced movie. It counted as a foreign film. Not a foreign language film. Oh, foreign language. This is all foreign language. I see. You were, you were not listening. I just thought it was foreign films. Yeah. Uh, so, so no, it wasn't. So 61% decline over the last seven years. And in 2013, the top five foreign language releases earned 15 million in, in 2007, it was 38 million. Wow. Um, huh? Uh, and, um, you know, even acclaimed directors uh, have seen a, a big fall, like uh, Amadovar, uh, Volver had 13 million, and, then in, in, and that was in 2006. Seven years later, 2013, I'm so excited, just earned $1 million. Um, uh, he, uh, Almodovar, uh, I, I believe it's Almodovar, some, someone uh, in this article I was reading, pointed to the, a change in the way the Oscars uh, views foreign language films. Um, in other words, recently they changed it so that it is voted on by the entire academy, which then led, as one might expect, to it just being the most popular foreign language film is usually the one that wins now. Mm-hmm. It used to be a lot more niche, and, and getting a nomination or specifically winning then gives rise to popularity, and then it begets more money. The sure, box sure. So by doing that, it's cut off a lot of films from getting... Getting uh, doing better at the uh, box office. The other thing that I, I found cited is the fact that foreign films make a lot more money in theaters than on VOD. Hmm. VOD does not do well for foreign films. It's it's about the theaters. But the problem is, with VOD, is now been crowded by American independent films, and and uh, they do they do all the VOD. VOD doesn't show a lot of foreign films, and then the independent theaters themselves are crowded by those independent films that get tiny releases, American films, huh, okay. indie films, because they want to bring they want to bring attention to it, put out newspaper ads, so then people will seek it out. Like on the cross-platform release. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So, th- so there's no more room for marketplaces, and thus a lot of the companies like 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 Sony Pictures or Sammy Goldwyn and all these focus. They're getting out of the foreign game. Even Miramax uh-huh. is not doing it that much. Um, and Netflix, then, you know, where a lot of people watch movies at home, are have been culling their foreign releases. They've been sort of getting rid of them. Same then, and it, even worth with cable VOD. They just don't have a lot of foreign yeah. foreign offerings anymore. Hmm. And Amazon and Hulu, those are even less. Um, so the you know the the only only ray of hope I saw in this is the idea of tele of foreign television becoming more popular. People are starting to watch shows like Borgen, you know, from Scandinavia, or The Returned is a French movie that Sundance Channel has been showing. Oh, the TV series, yeah, about TV like, series, kind of a zombieish, which thing. maybe people are hoping will give rise to to audiences getting more used to what the main barrier to this is, and not just sort of like xenophobia and American exceptionalism, but the idea of reading subtitles being a fucking drag. People right. are, are, are more and more now kind of paying only a, a half attention to TV. There's all the second screen stuff. And when there's subtitles, it's just hard. You have to really yeah, pay you attention. Have to, you have yeah. to pay attention. And, and particularly at home, that's not something people do as much as in the theater. That you makes know, sense. Your, 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 your attention is being torn. So anyway, so so grim news for foreign language films, uh, both from the Academy and and then from the box office, uh, which are very intertwined. I uh, just want to uh, briefly talk about uh, what your guys' relationship to foreign film, if at all, is. Oh, okay. Skelton? Uh, I mean, I... I... I don't think as I don't think I've been watching as much in recent years yeah. um, as I as I have in the past. Um, uh, but you know, uh, you know, I do. I mean, the one thing that, that's nice about Hulu Plus is they got all the Criterion 
the whole Criterion collection oh, nice. is on there. So I can just once in a while I will just pop right, on. Right, right, right. Um, and uh, and you know I mean one of my favorite movies of all time is Grand Illusion. Mm. Um, in a lot of cases because it has multiple languages right. and uh, and uh, a lot of a lot of. Uh, uh, different classes of people intersecting in yeah. a particular story, but also it's a history thing. But you know, so like back in college, that's kind of when I was, I yeah. think, more steeped in 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 that because you know it, it is something like you said, you have to you have to focus on it, you yeah. have to pay attention to it because you have to. Not only are you are you watching the images and hearing the sounds, but you have to read. Uh, yeah. uh, the dialogue that we have to read the text, and so that that requires attention, that requires a studiousness that, frankly, I think I had more of in college. I, yeah, I, uh, I thought nothing of seeing foreign films. I think I saw in high school. I think I saw that movie Night on Earth, which was a oh, Jim yeah, Jarmusch yeah. movie yeah. Mm-hmm. in five languages, yeah, including English. I think I saw that like three times at the movie theater. I thought nothing. I thought nothing of it. Now I just watched Bicycle Thief, and it took me like four viewings to get through it. Which yeah, because you're also getting baseball updates on your phone. That's true. Well, yeah. If, but then that's true. That's yeah. actually kind of to the yeah. point. Yeah, that is true. And if you get bored, you drift to your phone when you're yeah. watching yeah, and then English you language subtitles movie. And you're like, ah, subtitles. Yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah, I'll just watch yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy again. What about you, Todd? Um, well, I, when I watch foreign films, and I do watch them quite a bit, it's never the kind of foreign film that's going to get an Academy Award. Exactly. It's, like, it's like a let the right one in. Yeah, my uh, genres that I like, actually, I think in a lot of cases are better done overseas than they are here. So, uh, yeah, I watch like a lot Chop of... Chopsaki movies. Chopsaki action or, shows. Gangster action yeah. shows. Uh, you know, a lot of Asian gangster movies yeah. are more fun and violent and exciting than American and have, ones. And, and, but have, like, ideas that take more risks. Right. They're ballsier yeah. and, and more shocking. In horror, that's definitely true. What was I'm, that crazy French movie? Um, not Upstream Color, but it was... It, oh, God damn it. Um, do you know what I'm talking about? It was... Uh, it was a couple of years ago, and it was like, and there was this long fucking crane shot like through the city down into this apartment. It was really violent. Oh, uh, yeah, and that's what it's tickling my brain. Yeah, anyway. Uh, Let's just sit here in silence until we remember it. A long crane, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But in horror, I think, too, definitely there's horror stuff from overseas that's that's ballsier and more fun you know there's an element of uh uh, like i referenced the king kingsman before and what i loved about that movie was the element of fun it was having with the genre uh, trappings and i think foreign films do a better job of having more fun and pushing the envelope than they do over here i'm talking specifically about foreign genre films like they embrace they embrace some of the they they embrace the absurdity of that of a particular genre they're working with yeah in in a in a way that has got more uh reverence and joy right than feeling like you know the the equivalent uh inevitable american remake feels like it's just a spreadsheet more dour and yeah i don't know i it's so and and also the just political incorrectness, the envelopes they push over there are just seem harder core than they are over here, and that's what I look for in genre movies. We, uh, Hill and I watched the uh, ABC's The Death Two the other night, which is you know e- each letter of the alphabet represented by a very short film, and right. a lot of the directors are from overseas. And in the first like twenty minutes, like a couple of them, like for whatever reason, the Blu-ray doesn't default to subtitles. Because some of them are English language and some of them are not. Right. So we watched the first couple foreign language with no shorts with no yeah. subtitles, just going, "Oh, is this a cho- oh, this is cool. We kind of understand." And then it, after it happened a couple more times, I'm like, "Something's wrong," because I really don't understand what's happening <laughs> in this particular one. But in some of them, they were so visual yeah. and weird that it didn't really matter that you couldn't quite understand what they were right. saying. You got you know the relationships and all that stuff just watching it. But I, I don't know. That was an interesting experience for me. <laughs> um, Siri, not oh, Siri. Siri is not sorry, available. Sorry, sorry, guys. Everyone listening, Siri is not available. In your, um, uh, yeah, I, I, I feel like, um, again, I, I had, I, I was just more adventurous in my viewing in, in the past and, and just like, sure. didn't, didn't think anything of watching a foreign film. I remember going in to see those, um, uh, what's that? Uh, Kristoff, uh, what were the red, blue, white? Um, oh yeah, sure. Oh. I still have copies of those movies. Yeah, like yeah. I, yeah, and I, it wasn't that I fancied myself a super intellectual. We were living in New York, or, or yeah. even back in Ber- 
I guess growing up in the town I did Berkeley, it's it's that was sort of normal to go see. Well, though the, the those movies are like really we, we need more naps. Yeah, well, yeah, but those movies, like those particular movies, are maybe not white so much, but the other two are very depressing, heavy dramas. And I think as I've gotten older, I just lean more towards escapist entertainment. And right, I think a your lot life of is much darker now. Well, yeah, it's very dark. Your life, well, no, your that's, life is like one of those foreign language I, films. Yeah, I don't, well, it's also, you know, my wife does not like heavy dramas. She likes escapist entertainment, so mm. we we drift towards those. But I, I don't know, maybe that's part of it, too. Aging makes you want to just escape rather than <laughs> no, face I, I, the realities I, I, of life Do you, um, through art. Just uh, sort of talking about what I was, you know, the, the things I was talking about with box office and, and Oscars and VOD and everything. Do you, uh, what do you think is going to happen in the future with foreign, foreign films in America? I mean, I, I think, I think, um, you know, I mean, just based on what, you know, the, the stats you were giving us, I mean, it's, it's going to be remain very very niche um i think in places like los angeles where there is you know a really large spanish-speaking uh audience there's there'll still be you know that outlet there but i think what probably will happen is uh a lot of the more talented foreign filmmakers that kind of get some visibility in this niche will look to coming to Hollywood right. and which you uh, see constantly now. Yeah, exactly. And it, but it's also it's the same type of thing where it's like, you know, pop, popular foreign TV shows yeah. inevitably get a remake version sure, yeah. in stateside. Yeah, I wonder how much of the market's being hurt by people just kind of going, I'll just wait for the English language version. It's like I'm not going to read the book. Yeah. I'm going to wait for the movie. It's like yeah. a new version of that. Yeah. I mean, do you think that that I mean, we could have another like Fellini, Bertolucci, Kurosawa type sort of renaissance where there are these direct director names that matter in America and they continue to stay in their country or is the money too good in America? I mean, I think, I think it's, I, I think a lot of it is kind of just the sheer economics right now. And I think that's possible, but I think the film industry is going to, has to be disrupted even more by technology. Right. And uh, because Hollywood and big movie studios still control so much, yeah, that until that gets broken down even further, right. and and some new some new way of um, supporting, uh, you know, uh, artists and especially supporting film production, right comes to light. I think it's that that that's the barrier. I like to think though, if somebody, if a filmmaker, regardless of where they're making movies, is revolutionary enough that 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 art will. Ec- I mean, I think Kurosawa. You know, we look to him as like this legend, but I think as you know, United States English speaking citizens we became more aware of him because his work was co-opted so much by american well, but, movies but also, if but, you're a film I mean, bus you're of, like of, and this is coming from somewhere but else but a lot of and a lot of uh, uh you know foreign filmmakers have uh the uh uh help of uh government that you know that's finds true. value Subsidizes in supporting art, arts yeah. which ours does not so that's true that's you know we also kind of have you know the attitude in america is that Arts are for sucks. Right. right. I'm not going to, you know, support that bullshit. Now I'm to, going to the movies. Yeah, our shit has to make money. Yeah, and yeah, There's and so doesn't. and so, you know, uh and you know, stateside, you know, our attitude has to change in terms of, you know, how we view and value art uh beyond just, you know, mere dollars. Yeah, I mean, I think like I think it's very much tied into the independent film world. Because which companies... Hollywood has basically bought and turned into another factory. Bought I mean, and destroyed. Not, yeah. But but there's always going to be indie film. And I, I think... Yeah, I mean, the new I, versions I can are ima- rising, I so. can imagine another, you know, uh, late 80s, early 90s Miramax type renaissance mm-hmm. of indie film. And, mm-hmm. and that may then bring along with it, you know, there may be two, two uh, you know, brothers from immigrant parents who... You know who who love movies and and want to do this kind of thing and, and do that and then eventually like molest models when they get older. But um, I mean, we can always we can always hope. We can always yeah. hope. Um, uh, lastly, what what uh, what are a couple of your personal favorite foreign language films? Well, Grand Illusion. I mean, that's yeah. my it's all, one of my all time favorite movies. Oh. Period. Too. Right. So. I don't think I've ever seen it. Oh yeah, World War World War One uh, uh, kind of class warfare. 
Eric von Straheim and his fucking neck brace. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's classic. It's fucking great. Yeah. I actually do like that movie White a lot that we talked about before. And uh, I like Dead Snow a lot. What's that? Oh, yeah. It's a zombie. Zombie zombie Nazis. And when they made a sequel to that, they made it English language. Uh, Dead Snow 2, Red vs. Dead, which is also quite lovely, but it's not foreign language. Um, And yeah, I just, you know, anything with uh, Tony Jaw, I've enjoyed. (laughs) Yeah, Tony Jaa's good. And Outrage was great. Did you guys see that movie? No. That's a good movie. Watch Outrage. Mm. And uh, what's that? There's like a trilogy of vengeance, like Lady Vengeance. Oh, Lady Vengeance. Old Boy. Yeah, and, really yeah, yeah I really yeah. like that trilogy. What's that movie? Uh, the Audition. Oh, Audition. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, that's such a good, creepy movie. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Um, all right, you guys. That was, that was, we were talking a little talk about foreign film. We got a little highbrow. Fantastic. The hand of justice is long. <laughs> it's long. It's, it's long. a long hand. It's a long ass hand. You, 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 you're doing some shit against the movies. That hand's gonna find you. Uh huh. This is movie jail. <laughs> this is where we put a film professional on trial for crimes against cinema, where uh, based on what me, the judge, decides, they're either set free or remanded to the Robert De Niro Federal. Maximum, it's sort of a maximum, maximum security. security. <laughs> penitentiary system which has many wings now yeah. it started as just a maximum security jail and now it has minimum security wings it has solitary mm-hmm. it has a, a probationary element it has a, a a yard with angry dogs death row it has death row uh, uh it has an asylum <laughs> it's a crazy place it's <laughs> look, look, guys, you do not want to go there. Yeah, it's a crazy it's just, bad but, place. But, but as I said, the, the, the hand is long, and uh, the hand <laughs> the at, is long. The hand at this point belongs to one accuser, and that his name is Todd Robert Anderson. Oh, Todd. Hey, Your Honor. Yeah. Uh, and Bailiff. Oh. Hi. Um, so I was going to put um, a guy on trial. Um, I was really excited about it, yeah. but as it turns out, um, the it, the, our team of lawyers have asked to push his trial back a couple of weeks there's, to make sure well, there was a paperwork snafu. Yeah, well, but that that lawyer may a- actually ask you to chime in. He may, yeah, 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 yeah which is we'll perfectly s- legal in movie jail court. Oh, sure. So we'll see who <laughs> that is and what this is in the next episode. So this is a little page. more off the cuff. Well, there was a guy uh, waiting. <laughs> In the holding tank, uh-huh. that people haven't really been paying a lot of attention to, because Wait, he had been, he had been arrested, or he was just like not paying attention, hanging out in a bar, which you had cased. Yeah, well, he was. I was drinking minute. at a bar, and I saw him there, and, and I was him. like, "Holy shit, this guy's perfect!" And, uh, you got, and you snatched him, and he hasn't really citizens arrest. He hasn't really <laughs> done a lot. Um, but what little he's done, I think, is an affront against. It's uh, like super heinous. Yeah, cinema. Yeah. It's an affront against cinema and and cinematic comedy. I, 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 I will hear your case. So his name is Seth MacFarlane. Oh boy. Oh boy. Um, now he's most famous for this show called The Family Guy. Sure. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And I think he did something called American Dad yeah. or something. Uh, cartoon shows. American Dad. Yeah. Cleveland. Cleveland show. Yeah, Cleveland's, another, yeah. Cartoon, uh, cartoon. cartoon shows with lots of pop culture references mm-hmm. and a random tangential humor that some people really like and other people don't, but they're very popular. I mean, Family Guy is very popular, right? Sure. I don't know how you guys feel about uh, Family Guy. That's... I I don't care about it. Um, Yeah. So, so he his first movie was a movie uh, uh, that starred uh, Mark Wahlberg, um, of Wahlbergers fame. Sure. Um, And it was about a a a filthy mouthed animated teddy bear. Ah. Um. That hangs out (laughs) with uh, the Wahlbergers guy. And it was a huge hit. It was a giant comedy smash in the year uh, 2012. And uh, summertime. Summertime comedy smash. Um, I saw it in a hotel myself, personally, in a hotel. What was your because, take on it? Well, I, I, I was like, okay, I want to see what this is. It's a talking teddy bear. That could be funny. Mm. I like R-rated comedies. So this could work for me. 
Um, and this, about this could forty be a, this could be a win across the board. Forty five minutes into it, I I looked uh, over to my roommate in the hotel and said, "Hey man, uh, do you think this is funny?" And he was like, "No, no." And I was like, "Is it cool if we just turn it off and go to sleep?" And he's like, "Oh, thank God." <laughs> Can can the court ask you why you had a roommate in a hotel? Um, as, I as was a middle aged man. As, yes, I was at a, uh, <laughs> a, a a fringe film festival um, with a movie called Fuzz Track City, and the director Steve Hicks and oh, I. Oh, this is Hicks. We had to share a hotel room yeah. because uh, the film festival didn't the, have a larger budget. Yeah, there you go. So it was us drunk and watching Ted in the middle of the night, and it didn't work for us. And then after Ted... So you just jacked it together. Yeah, we just jacked it and then went to sleep. I mean, spoon, they, they, we just, they stayed we spooned. on their respective sides of the room. Yeah. It's parallel play. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we jacked... We didn't jack each other off, just we jacked... No, that would have been weird. We, we, but we, the yeah. end of dick sort of towards the, the the floor in between both the... Yeah, we had a little... Con- like, we had a contest. So we put, could, like, a couple rings down on the carpet. <laughs> sure, and we crossed who, Whoever, yeah. Yeah, it was... <laughs> We were just like an aiming. It was like a contest. Like, anyway, like you do in a hotel. I would say after Ted. So you know, people liked Ted. Whatever. It's, yeah, you know, people the, seem to comedy like is very subjective. I it guess sure is. Uh, and the next affront uh, against movies, I think, that he perpetrated was uh, in the form of television, but television that honors filmmaking. He hosted the Oscars, um, and he did. Uh, loud bits uh, where he was politically incorrect in the way he is in Family Guy, talking about gratuitous female nudity, if I recall. Yeah, he's on yeah. a song called Show Us Your Boobs. Show yeah. Us Your Boobs, which didn't seem to go over hugely well in the room. I didn't care for it at the Oscar party I was at, at my friend's house. Uh, it's a good fun. Oscar Sounds party. Fun, it's a yeah. great Oscar party. Um, it doesn't matter if the Oscars suck because you have fun at this yeah, party. The party's always so always I didn't fun, really though. care so much that you know. But I I don't know. It just it, what he wasn't very good. No, as an Oscar host. No, um, and not he's, asked back, which which says it all. Yeah, that's a that's a sign. Exactly. And part of the reason I think he did the Oscars was um, to promote his movie coming out uh, in 2014. Uh, the year after he hosted the Oscars, called uh, A Million Ways to Die in the West. Sounds sounds interesting. Well, he uh, apparently wanted to uh, outdo Mel Brooks um, with an Old West politically incorrect Oh, Blazing Saddles. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's trying to outdo Blazing Saddles. He did not. Punching above his weight class there. <laughs> yeah. He did not. He did not. Um, the critics didn't like it. And nobody went to see it, right. so it was a double whammy of right. a bomb. Um, uh, it's it's du- on double bombing. It's on HBO right now, and I happen to be getting free HBO. I don't pay for HBO, but right now I'm getting it for free, yeah. so I watch part of it. I didn't care for it. I didn't like it. I think Game of Thrones is funnier. Yeah, I didn't care for. It. I don't like it. And then the next thing he's got coming out is in the movies is Ted Two. Oh. Go back to the well. Sequel to Ted. Well, yeah, if you fail that miserably. It's sort of like the Mike Myers playbook. It's like I had this successful franchise, and then I made So I Married an Axe Murderer, which bombed. Oh, for a second, I and then I went back the to the franchise. franchise. Hey, remember when the How to Marry Axe Murderer is a good movie? Though. No, no, no. Yeah. I just used that example of I it. It bombed really fast, so I immediately make Wayne's World hey, 2 to get the, people back. Remember when the film pigs did a, um, or a, Austin Powers a, a, a or whatever it was. Ted parody about a talking toilet? Yeah, that toilet was good. Was, give, give me that pee. Yeah, give me that. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. So, uh, obviously, the legal team did not have a lot of time to assemble uh, the prosecution. Oh, I think you did just This fine. is the best uh, I could do uh, with my limited resources in small amount of time. Well, judging that I was at a record store and I saw that he uh, released an album of... Uh of him crooning. Oh, right. Oh, I, was, I forgot I was, about that. I was almost going to say, in his defense, he at least brought back Cosmos with Neil deGrasse Tyson. But that's, I think that's uh, I think that's canceled out by this album. Canceled out. Um, yeah, I'm ready to rule. Um, uh, you did a <laughs> fine job as a uh, uh, having to zig at the last moment. Really uh, nice. Well done. Um, Thank you. Uh, your law school should be proud. Can I suggest a sentence? Sure. Uh, we mentioned earlier in the podcast the pig org. So maybe we should put him out to sea on the pig orc ship. We have a we have a prison barge. 
right. Uh, Seth MacFarlane, you're found guilty and remanded to the um, the Robert De Niro Memorial uh, uh, HMS uh, <laughs> Pig Org, where you have to sign a billion-year contract and swap decks and scrape barnacles uh, for the rest of your life and think about what you did. And maybe in your head you can make uh, Ted 3. Oh, sorry, my courtroom has been out of order. What is that? What's going on? This is rude. I mean, yeah, we were in the middle of a sentencing. There's something. Is that strange? Oh, oh wait a second! Nick Cage. He haunts my courtroom. Nick Cage. Nick Cage always comes back and reminds us every podcast that he's a master of weird, putting weird spins on lines. I can't wait to watch Outcasts. And uh, thus, we're gonna have the Nick Cage Memorial Bazaar line reading, which basically is a canon. That we have set up in Nick Cage's honor of weird line readings that 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 can 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 hold hold mustard and stand up next to uh, Nick Cage's just weird take weird wacky spin on words sometimes as an actor and uh, Steve Skelton, what do you have for us? Okay, my uh, line reading is from the 1980 film Flash Gordon. It uh, features the wonderful Brian Blessed and his uh, capacity to chew the scenery with any possible line he's ever given. This is a twofer. There's one that's my favorite line of his that isn't Gordon's alive. And then, and then there's a second bit with him just screaming, which is always fun. Flash Gordon to Voltan. This is Voltan. I read you. Where are you? Flying blind on a rocket cycle. Flying blind on a rocket cycle? Uh, we are in a Boria. I'll send you a homing beam. Thanks, Voltan. Hero's hit! I'm going in after him! Impact your spine! Oh, well. Who wants to live forever? <laughs> like Brian Blessed just loves to say words. Yeah, yell it, drawn out, yelled words. That was fantastic. Uh, uh, just um, for any viewer who was like, "Why are Todd and Falk being a dick and not laughing at all?" We had a little technical issue, and we this is the second time we recorded that, so we we just heard it and like. Yeah. The, like a studio audience at a multicam, it's it's never yeah, as it's never the, the same. First time. Yeah, it's not. So now we're gonna run right into this is trivia. It's time to make Todd cranky. Yeah, so this is time to make Todd uh, cranky <laughs> trivia now. A redo. We also uh, this is a redo. So we were halfway into our contest, and let me explain what this contest is. Uh, so this is fake '80s and '90s sequels. I'm going to give you the name of a movie that did not have a sequel from that genre uh, with a colon, i.e. Um, um, the, the uh, Karate Kid 2, although that did have a sequel. Let's pretend it didn't. Explorers <laughs> 2, uh, colon, and then they would make up what the sequel's called. You get one to five points based on my judgment. Then a bonus point if you name a replacement actor that would be in a sequel, a less... Um, popular guy like when Matthew Broderick did Inspector Gadget, then French Stewart did the Straight to Video sequel. Um, we went through um, uh, we went through ten of them, and it is right now nineteen to fifteen. Should we recap meeting. the titles? Because that's the fun part for the listener. I was about to get into that, okay. but let me just finish what I'm I was just gonna asking say, questions. It was nineteen to fifteen. Skelton leading Jeez. with Todd with Todd uh, one behind in terms of rounds. It was on him, um, and we had some uh, such as. Uh, the Goonies 2, Chunk Island. Um, uh, the Princess Bride 2, uh, uh, Rats of a... Rat, rats un, of Unusual Sizes. More Rats of Unusual Sizes. Uh, Stand By Me, Another Body. Um, Train Spotting 2, um, a Better Heroin. Um, uh, Breakfast Club 2, uh, uh, Next Saturday. Next Saturday. Uh, Glengarry Glenn Ross 2, The Balls, uh, starring Stephen Baldwin instead of Alec. A uh, 7-2, What's in This Box? Uh, uh, election uh, 2, um, Dangling, uh, Chads. Dangling Chads. Dangling Chads. 
Um, uh, starring who was it? Uh, was Stephen Dorff. Stephen Dorff, Matthew Broderick. Broderick. <laughs> o- over the top two. Uh, Next Generation, uh, which was uh, starring um, John Cena. John Cena. Um, War of the and then Todd is on the War of the Roses two colon War of the Roses two colon the custody battle. Oh, I'm gonna give you. Uh, I'm gonna give you four points for that. Awesome, and I'm, Actually, gonna... I'm gonna give you a full five points. That was wow. That's perfect. oh wow. That's Thank perfect. Uh, I'm going to uh, replace. I guess the person that makes the most sense to replace would be Michael Douglas, right? Yeah. Yeah. So let me replace Michael Douglas with um, Colin Firth. No, he's too big. Um, Michael Douglas with uh, uh, Kurt Fuller. Michael Douglas. <laughs> <laughs> Kurt Fuller is the Fuller. star of War of the Roses. All right. Uh, I have to give you a point for that because he was just on our show and he yes. was lovely, lovely guy. All right, uh, twenty-one to nineteen, Skelton. Yes, ET two. Uh, um, uh, well, it's ET two, uh, Gone Home. Oh, so it takes place on another planet. Yeah, Gone Home. And Elliot has to go to ET's yeah, planet. Yeah, so I got to right. replace. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you. I'll give you four for that. And let's good. see. Um, we have Henry Thomas. Uh. Uh, and this would this would be a grown up Henry Thomas. Yeah, sure. But he's also not as big a star. Who else is in uh, that movie that is a big star? Now? Uh, well, bigger star. D. Wallace. Drew Barrymore. Uh, Drew Barrymore. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. we should uh, let's replace. He's let's replace uh, uh, Drew Barrymore with uh, Tara Reid. <laughs> oh. So okay. is there a Sharknado involved? It's a direct in this? video. Yeah. This is a direct yeah, video. Yeah, ET that. battles a Sharknado. All right, Todd, are you ready? Uh huh. Passenger fifty-seven-two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, passenger fifty-seven-two. Always bet on black. Yeah. Yeah, you got it. That's, uh, I mean, that's I don't right. know what else. I'll I give can, you four for that. Yeah. And uh, hello, Wesley Snipes' star has fallen quite a bit. Sure but has. I will replace. Uh, Wesley Snipes with um, can I do Idris Elba? Is he too big? Oh, he's bigger than Snipes. Not really. At this he's... point, you could replace Passenger Fifty Seven era Wesley Snipes with current Wesley Snipes. <laughs> yeah, but we, uh, but no, I already yeah. did that yeah. earlier with oh, when shit, I yeah. uh, repl- who who was that? What was that joke uh, about? I replaced. Was at the beginning. It was uh, Carrie Ools. Oh yeah, Carrie Ools. Let me think for a sec. Um, I will go. Who am I going to replace Wesley Snipes with? That's really difficult. Um, he's so hard to replace. <laughs> um, you need a blackter who's a little less a list. A little less a listy. Um, I will replace Wesley Snipes with um, ter- Terry Crews. Uh, I, would, uh, yeah, I would see I would, that. I would, see that. I would see that. That's good. That's very good. All right. Good point for that. Um, Skelton? Yes. Last Boy Scout 2. Oh, wow. God um, damn. If only. If only. <laughs> wow. Okay, so let's see. Uh... Oh, I know what I'd call it. Uh, <laughs> Last Boy Scout 2, Colin, you touch me again and I'll kill you. <laughs> Uh, a little awkward. I'll give you three. It's good. It calls out to the original, uh, though. Let's see. And let's... Uh, I would have called it Satan Claus. <laughs> let's... Christmas uh, person. That's good. Well, geez. because he has that drawing, remember, at the end, that Danielle Harris like makes Satan Claus. Mm-hmm. And then he says, "Look, at, you got to look out for old Satan Claus. I mean, I get. Oh, damn it! No, I guess he's. I mean, I want to replace Bruce Willis with uh, Channing Tatum. Uh, but, but Channing Tatum's, Tatum's too big. Too big. Yeah, 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 he's too big. That's, so that's, that's like a re- that's remake. Yeah, that's not sequel. Yeah. yeah. Um. So. Um, Be great. Great remake casting. Yeah, I can't. God, he's like Tatum's stuck in my head because he's so dreamy. Mm. Um, he is gorgeous. Can't wait for Magic Mike too. Uh, need the answer. Uh, I'll just pass. I can't. I'm kind of all right. stuck. Todd. Yeah. Con Air 2. Oh, shit. I just watched Con Air the other day. Uh, 
Conair two, Conair two, colon, um, Conair two, colon. It's Poe again. <laughs> Who's Poe? Cameron Poe, Nick the Cage. Nick Cage character. All right, uh, I'll give you. Um, I'll give you two for that. Um, and I will replace uh, Nick Cage with uh, Gary Busey. All right, that's that. That would be interesting. Uh, I give you. I give you, I, yeah. I give you a reluctant point for that. All right, uh, all right, Scott. Yes. Face off too. Oh shit! Okay, so face off two. Face slash off to colon. Yeah. Face slash on. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I like it. I'll give you three. Uh, and uh, let's see. Who am I going to replace? Uh, let's. Uh, 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 Let's replace John Travolta with Giovanni Ribisi. Weird. Yeah, no, but I can see that. That's that's not bad. Super All right. Weird. Red Todd. Yeah, I'm keeping it in the Scientology. Yeah, no, I guess. Liar, you. liar, two. Liar, liar, two. Um, liar, 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 two. Colon. Yes, man. It's taking two Jim Carrey <laughs> movies and mashing them together, and I. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, and I'm. Do I get any points for that? Yeah, I give you two points. Thanks. Uh, and I'll replace uh, Jim Carrey uh, with French Stewart. <laughs> That's all I can come up all with. Right. I'll give you a point for that. Uh, all right, Skelton. Yes. My cousin Vinny too. Oh man. Uh, oh golly. My cousin Vinny too. Colin back in court. All right, three. Uh, And uh, (laughs) let's see. Um, Let's uh, replace uh, Joe Pesci with Danny DeVito. Oh, there you go. All right. Give me a point for that. Todd. Yeah. Groundhog Day 2. Oh, my gosh. Uh, um, Groundhog Day 2. That step is a doozy. Uh, all right. I'll give you three. <laughs> um, and I'll replace... Jesus Christ. Um, I'm going to replace Andy McDowell, not Bill Murray. Yeah, no. I'm going to replace Andy McDowell with... Um, uh, with... Uh, what's the name of uh, the, the lady who's in... Uh, Doomsday, the the lead of Doomsday. Rona Mitra. Yeah, Rona Mitra. I don't know who that is. She's hot. Doomsday. And she's got. Uh, What's Doomsday? Doomsday. It's that um, movie like that's like the Road Warrior. Yeah, that's like by a, that guy who did the Descent. It's a Neil Marshall. Uh, it's a Neil Marshall uh, joint. Going by rules I set out before, I don't think I can give you that. Okay, so. fucking. <laughs> Christ. Oh, yeah. It's just because your cinematic knowledge is not as great as mine yeah. that I get screwed. Top Gun 2. <laughs> Top Gun 2. Um, oh, Top Gun 2 colon flyby. All right. Uh, it doesn't really suggest the escalation, but I'll give you two. There's going to be more flybys. I'll give you two points. <laughs> All right. Uh, and, uh, You'll replace Tom Cruise yeah, no, with gonna... Giovanni Ribisi. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, I'm going to replace. You know, let's, let's replace Tom Cruise with, um, with who? I know. So I'm hang on a second. I'm thinking, hurry up. I can't, I'm look, don't put this pressure is, on me. This is dead air. This is the radio, man. I know. <laughs> <laughs> dead air bear. Uh, let's, uh, Replace Tom Cruise with Jai Courtney. <laughs> Who's Jai Courtney? He's in the new uh, Terminator movie. He's the new uh, 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 Kyle Reese. All right, that sounds great. Okay, uh, Todd, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna wrap this up because there's a lot. Okay, all right, Todd. Yeah, The Doors Two. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, <laughs> Uh, 
the doors too. Yeah, smudge on you. Oh, I do. And you know, other side. Other side of smudge. I was gonna wait is until we gone? stop recording. But... Under from the desk. No, you've got like. Is it really bad? No, your nose is. is well, let's just. I'll just cover up soot. my nose so you can't I see think it. It's, there's under the desk if you like play around. All right. Much. So. Uh, soot nose. The doors too. <laughs> the doors too. Soot nose. <laughs> no, the doors too. Uh, Colin. The doors to the bathtub. Colon. The doors to colon the bathtub. So there's no penalty for not saying colon? Is that what's happening yeah. here? The doors to colon the bathtub. All and right. I'm re- replacing uh, Val Kilmer with... <laughs> I'm replacing Val Kilmer hey. with uh, modern-day Mel Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's funny. I'll give you a point for that. <laughs> All right. Uh, like, last two. Ah, let's see. Which do I take? Okay. Steve Skelton. Yes. I'm going to give you Thelma and Louise 2. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, let's see. Thelma and Louise 2. This is assuming uh, their car landed colon. safely at the bottom of the canyon, the yeah. way Pee Wee Herman's car does with the, the convertible thing. Uh, acts as a parachute. Thelma and Louise to colon. Ah, oh, shit. No, I just blanked on what I was going to say. I don't know what you were going to say. No, I don't. Yeah. Hang on. Again, Thelma. this is dead air. I, I mean, know, this complete is dead air. Bad radio. Uh. <laughs> Uh, Thelma and Louise two colon used cars. Oh, nice! You get uh, Kurt Russell in there. Uh, I'll give you three for that. Uh, and let's see. Let's uh, 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 let's replace Harvey Keitel with Dean Winters. Oh, that's nice. a really good replacement. You get a full point for that. And Todd. Yeah. All right, game's close, you guys. Okay. What do we got? Oh, you're you're you won. Oh, so this is for all. The, this is for nothing. This is for nothing. <laughs> Skelton yeah, already won. Yeah, no, you won. No, oh, I won. You won. You're ahead. Oh, Total Recall two. Oh shit! Total Recall two. Get your ass to Mars. <laughs> and get your ass to, uh, back to Mars. Sure, get your ass back to Mars. Maybe three. Gee, now you're getting notes. Um, yeah. Well, he already won. I already won, and I'd replace. Uh, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, with uh, The Rock. All right, that was the that was trivia, you guys. That was exciting. Todd, I got smudge Todd nose. Won. I got I won. I got yeah, smudge you're, nose. You're a, you're a sit nose winner. <laughs> All right, you guys. Uh, that little little uh, little sad kids means it's time for the bottom five list. Um, going off our foreign film thing, um, here there's the worst things about Roberto Benigni's weird moment of popularity. <laughs> Number five, he's in, it, was, it was embarrassing to a proud macho Italian culture. Uh, number four, he's one of those guys who puts his stupid wife in every movie. Number three, 2002's Pinocchio with a critic's rotten tomato score of 0% fresh. <laughs> Number two, his winning and hamming it up at the 90, 1999 Oscars. Right. And the number one worst thing about Roberto Benigni's weird moment of popularity, life is beautiful. Ah, uh, nice. Uh, Nailed it. You guys, that, that little little sorbet, that little sorbet is, is, is our moment of positivity. And uh, foreign films can give us a glimpse into other cultures we rarely get to uh-huh. see or seek out as lazy Americans. And that's especially important as uh, art form in a terrible, homogenized uh, world of studio movies. Um, and foreign films gave me one of my most sublime and seminal cinematic experiences as a kid, and that was seeing Seven Samurai Ooh. when I was 12 at Our House Theater oh, in nice. Berkeley. And I was uh, awakened to the possibility of film for the first time that wasn't zapped. Good night. Well done. Thanks, everybody. Uh, this music was by Adam Blau. My name Adam is Stephen Blau. Falk. Uh, this is Steven Skelton. This Goodbye. is Smudgenos. <laughs> I'm, I'm Smudgenos. Thanks for listening. Uh, he's he's uh, Leprechaun Five Smudgenos, <laughs> which is Leprechaun Five. The Leprechaun, oh, Leprechaun Five colon, colon Smudgenos. Smudge there already was a Leprechaun Five. Le- Leprechaun Set Eight. Was there eight. <laughs> yes, if you include the reboot as a sequel, then it'd be the there eight. There was a reboot. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Was Warwick Davis? It, it, no, they replaced Warwick Davis. 
he didn't look anything like a leprechaun, and it was a WWE movie. It was some wrestler was the rep. rep look rep, at the, the, rep, the, oh, rep, oh, replicon. Replicon. Yeah, oh my show. God, we should make or that. A replicant leprechaun. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, <laughs> thank you very much for listening, and we'll be back in a couple weeks with another podcast. All right, bye. Please bye-bye. watch our show on DeepNation.com. Bye. Bye.